thank you so much for the soda stream. I use it all the time. Oh, it's incredible. I'm so glad. You're so welcome. How do you undo this? Because I think I might need to get a new can. Do you just separate it at the middle, or how do you change um, the can? The top mechanism with the little proboscis—I don't know what it's called. The top proboscis. I don't know. I don't know. What Why it's would that be helpful to me? <laughs> the, the one with the squirty bit that does the bubbles. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. I'm living for the fact that. How can I help her? Well, you know the proboscis? <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> you, you. I'm sorry to I'm sorry. I'm it's so okay. grateful that you gave me this wonderful <laughs> gift that I use all the time and are helping me right now. It's okay. But it really right I truly I don't know that I've ever felt as dumb as when you were like, Well, you know the proboscis? Nope. <laughs> the proboscis. Well, uh, you focus on the area that has the proboscis. Okay, thanks. Oh, now it's clear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No one said proboscis, so I was confused. You had me at... Hell no. Hello, and welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And thank you for joining us on our podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back to our podcast where we discuss the romance genre in movies and why we love a genre that hates us. We talk about rom-coms, romantic dramas, erotic thrillers. If romance is central to the plot, we're there, babe. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah, we don't always seek out this genre as a form of comfort. Melanie, what do you like to watch, dear? For normal, for normalsy timesies. For um, like when you when you're like, I gotta turn my brain off. I gotta put something on that'll ease me into a chilling out vibe. Am I right, girls? Let's surf. Chill uh, vibes only. Um, yeah, I I love God. horror. <laughs> Um, I recently watched, uh, I watched something new. Whoa. 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 Everyone, whoa. I watched something whoa. new. I what didn't was just, it? I didn't just watch the same thing over and over. Um, Work. on Netflix, it's called a classic horror story oh. and it's an Italian horror film. It came out this year and whoa. it is really good. I, oh. I mean, I will say. For me, it was a little predictable, but that didn't make it less enjoyable. Also, because I just love Italian horror. But it's like if Cabin in the Woods met um, the ritual with like a little peppering in of Calvaire, which is like a very obscure Belgian horror film that's like super duper messed up. If you have seen any of those, if you liked any of those, definitely give a classic horror story a watch. Um, I really enjoyed it. But that's me. I love spooky shit. Allie, what do you like to watch? Ooh, uh, to like chill out. I love an actiony. I love like a heist. I love uh, uh, we're working together. We're 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 committing a crime, but in the name of friendship. And um, but poor Hemplo, uh Point Break is my favorite movie, um, which is you know a beautiful love story between uh, a cop and a criminal. Set on the backdrop of surfing. Do not watch the remake. Don't do it. Don't do don't it to do yourself. It. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Um, Take it from your two moms. Just don't do it. Honey, we want what's best for you. Yeah. If we can, if we can help you avoid mistakes that we made, we will, we'll do it. Okay. So don't watch the remake, honey. Just watch the original. It's a masterpiece directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, but yeah, we didn't, uh, we, we didn't watch either of those types of movies this week. This week we watched The Mirror Has Two Faces. We sure did. And I (laughs) this I picked this completely randomly. I was just scrolling through Netflix thinking to myself, okay, what is something that Allie and I can watch remotely? What's Mm -hmm. something from kind of like a time period we haven't really done that much with? And then this popped up. 
It stars Jeff Bridges, Barbara Streisand, Lauren Bacall, Mimi Rogers, Pierce Brosnan. It is a stacked cast. Yeah. And it's a shame because I thought this movie was a big old turd. I This movie was not for me. There were elements to this movie that I kind of liked or at least wanted to really like. And I didn't... I was not particularly charmed by this movie. I think I was just like, oh, I don't think I like this i also most recently we've been watching movies that we really enjoy or like really great Mm rom-coms that are charming and exciting and um give you a good sense of the character and you're invested in what the sort of world of this movie and what the ultimate i don't know message is and this one i i was a little bit struggling with like what is the message here (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was confused and you know i just right off the bat i expected this movie to be way better than it was because of the cast and because barbara streisand directed it yeah and And barbara's she's very talented yeah undeniably talented barbara streisand Mm -hmm. but this was i wrote down multiple times how is there an hour left i have an hour and 15 minutes how long is this movie? Mm-hmm. I just kept mm-hmm. writing down. Similar, I don't know if you yeah. felt this, but it was similar to when we watched um, Ford Coppola's Dracula, where that movie took conservatively 80 years to watch. I had more fun with uh, Coppola's Dracula. Oh. Frankly. That's a fun percent. movie, honestly. Much more I, fun to watch. That was one where I was like, wait, is this the ending? Um, but it wasn't. Um, Coppola's Dracula does go on a little bit, but... This one was less fun. A, because I was watching it alone. And B, like with Coppola's Dracula, you're like, well, we're having fun. This is silly. There's a, there's a vampire and it's kind of hot and with, um, sexy times. Great costume. Gary Oldman this is looks Kiki am- Nunes is in it. Kiki Nunes is in it. And, you know, but we're having a great time. Dracula's a fun time. And this movie but, was... I was trying to... For me, this movie appeared to be about people who are not being honest with themselves or each other. And also, it seems to be about people who, like, hate being straight. (laughs) (laughs) Mimi Rogers, at one point, uh, because the idea is that this is, like, her third marriage to Pierce Brosnan. Mimi Rogers is Barbara's uh, sister. And more recognizable as Mrs. Kensington from Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Well, uh, uh, and the first one. No, I think oh, Spy wait, Who Shagged sorry. Me is the second one. The spy, man sorry. of Mystery. This, yeah. International Man of Mystery is I'm the sorry. first one. You are correct. She plays Thank Elizabeth you. Hurley's mom, mm-hmm. which is the She's... first one. The second one is with Heather Graham. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Second one's Heather Graham. Third one is Beyonce. Oh boy, gold member. We we don't have time to get into gold member. No, we really don't. Or just uh, we don't have time to get into Austin Powers. But Mimi Rogers is great. I wrote down the second she showed up. I wrote down bitch work because I loved her outfit. Every outfit she or Lauren Bacall had on, I was like, yes, correct. This is what we want. I want to see these women in these outfits. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this this movie was quite frankly just bizarre i i agree with you i didn't really know what the message was um i didn't understand anyone's motivation except me honestly the person who had the clearest motivation was probably jeff bridges if i'm being honest with like you. i kind of got barbara's but i felt uh because i got like oh this is someone who doesn't really want to hurt anyone's feelings is clearly unhappy with where she is but also is putting everyone else's needs in front of her own, but also kind of wants to be, like, the smarter one. Like, she's... My analysis of her is that she's too afraid to be truly vulnerable with anyone. Like, <laughs> I don't she's understand resentful. that feeling. What do you mean? Uh, me neither, girl. Uh, what are you talking but, about? Uh, but um, she's sarcastic. She's very funny. She always loves making... This movie is Barbara making little asides... The whole time, she, always her making little jokes. Her performance is really good, though. 
it's fine. I'm not opposed to this, but it's a lot of her making like, hey, da, 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 like kind of little jokes. Um, but she's not honest with Jeff Bridges about what she really wants out of the relationship. She's not honest with her mother about um, how she feels about what her mom says to her or with her sister about like loving her sister's husband. She, it's not until about an hour or more into the movie that she is actually honest with herself or with anybody about what she wants or what she needs in her life. And I wish we had gotten there sooner. There were lots of realizations where I'm like, this, we could have had this 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's, and, let's explain the plot though, because this, this, <sighs> this movie is kind of bonkers. So, and also I thought Jeff Bridges was the main character because the first 10 minutes are about him. Mm-hmm. Not so. Barbara Streisand's no. the main character. It's it's Babs yeah, all the so, way. So basically, Barbara Streisand plays this woman named Rose. Jeff Bridges plays this guy named Gregory, and they're both professors at Columbia in New York City. Mm-hmm. He's a math professor. She's an English lit professor. And um, Gregory realizes, like, hey, I just keep getting in all these sexual entanglements. I'm not happy with that. I really want an emotional connection with someone. I want a companion for my life but I don't want to be sexually attracted to her because sex ruins everything. And it's really, I think it's because he, once he is sexually attracted as a woman, he does not see her as a person. He only kind of objectifies her. He doesn't respect her. He doesn't feel anything but sexual attraction to her. Like, yeah, that's so what when, he says. He says, as soon as I'm attracted to someone, I just go crazy. And that's all yeah. I want to do and all I think about. Which and that's is, uh, <laughs> problematic. He also was like, right. "There's no sex in math," and that's why I like math. And I'm like, "Girl, which, relax." Which is also like, if you're nerdy enough about something, you can find anything to be sexy. So he's full yeah, of also, shit. Also, when he is like having his talking to, um, there's an ad after he's had this kind of like his heartbroken by his ex. Um, he's talking to a woman on like a sex line. Um, uh, the, the, what are they called? Phone sex line. Oh yeah, anyway, phone sex he's, But he's just, but he's just sort of like talking about all of his emotional issues, which I I actually found this scene to be funny and charming. I kind of like this type of scene, of uh, and I I liked it because we saw the operator in her apartment just like getting stuff done, doing her, <laughs> like working, and at one point she goes, "Don't you want to know how big my tits are?" And I laughed. Very hard. Well, regardless, he's spilling his guts to this person on on a phone sex line, which is like, hmm, maybe we should, I don't know, see a therapist and unpack some of these really weird feelings. Um, But basically, the ad that he places is that he wants, you know, someone who is interested in companionship and the physical appearance, he specifically wants someone he won't be attracted to. So, so Rose's sister, Mimi Rogers, answers the ad on behalf of Barbara Streisand because she just got married to Pierce Brosnan. Turns out Barbara Streisand was in love with Pierce Brosnan and he he was he had feelings for her but never did anything about them and then met her sister and cuz her sister's, you know, the hotter one traditionally, he pursued her. And so she and Gregory meet, they hit it off immediately, and they start seeing each other, and they basically start dating, but they don't do anything ever. They don't kiss. They, like, hug at yeah, the most. they don't the kiss most. until he proposes to her. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's, a, it's not even, like, a very passionate kiss. It's just, like, a kiss. And, yeah. and also, he's such – another arc in this is that he's such a boring teacher. He can't keep anyone engaged. And he sits mm-hmm. in on one of her lectures, and she's a very engaging lecturer. And these students laugh at every fucking thing she says. They are losing it. I was like, she's, she's really – Everyone is cracking up at yeah. everything. And she did you says. notice that Eli to the point where it's? I was gonna say Eli was Roth was say. one of her students. Yes, yeah. yes. I, but it was something where it's like every single thing she says. Her students, these Columbia twenty-two year olds, are like, <laughs> oh, 
god oh really loving it really losing it at her yeah jokes I, which is like okay. i will say there are professors like that who uh because also like there was really no content to her lecture. They weren't. They no. hadn't read anything. They weren't analyzing any kind of literature. No, it was and like a, was, it was a. She was talking TED about. Talk. She was talking about medieval literature, and she like mm-hmm. mentions Tristan and Isolde, and I was like, oh, are we gonna like pull out our copies of Tristan and Isolde, and like no these these students who are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for an Ivy League education, they're not gonna no. Okay, cool. No, um, no, no. They're there to hear her riff on what you know romance that's what they're there for and that is what an overly expensive ivy league education will get you ivy league schools they have their benefits and there are certain kinds of critical thinking and like i guess abstract kinds of education that you might get there but really what you're paying for is the name of the the name you're paying for the name really if you're gonna go to school for something and this is something that i've i've learned uh because i am you know uh, an underachieving overachiever. Um, you're not really like though. what you put into your education is what you're going to get out of it. So well you said. could go to Columbia and not give a crap about your education, and you could go to Cal State Fullerton and like really, really care and get good grades and work really hard, and you're really just paying for the name of the school. Mm-hmm. So. For anyone listening who's dealing with applications, doesn't really matter where you go un- uh, unless you have a certain goal. It really matters what you do when you're there. But Look out for yourself, babe. Yeah. These, these colleges don't give a fuck about no, you. No, not at all. They just want your money. They don't care about you. Yeah. Um, but that aside... Um, that they're aside, both, they're both professors. They're both professors, and she starts to kind of help him be a better uh, professor... Like, she kind of helps him a little bit, but I do wish she were a little more clear of, like, engage with them. Like, relate to your students more. Look out at them. She kind of does say that. Like, you're staring at the wall the whole time, and it's just, like, a math party no one's Mm -hmm. invited to. Which I did find was charming. It was, but we've, listen, we've all had teachers that were just clearly so good at what they did and had zero people skills. Yeah. We've all had teachers like that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they're mad at you. Yeah, And there's a scene later it. where, like, although this is something at the very beginning of the movie, there are two students of his who are checking out, checking him out, checking out Jeff Bridges. Right, and that never comes back. No, late, like, later we see that, we see that, that same girl twice. Um, once when he's with Rose and she's teaching him some, like, kind of, giving him an example of how to be a better professor, um, that girl shows up and is like, hey, um, I was wondering if I could talk to you about um, this math thing. And then later in the movie, he's yelling at her because he d- she doesn't understand a math concept. Yeah, highly inappropriate. Um, but Yeah, but they, it, they it do was, say, what no if he's... Sense. Like, she's talking to her friend at the beginning of the movie, and her friend's like, do you think he's gay? And... I think she's the one that says he's too boring to be gay, and that did make me. Yeah, Ill. that I didn't like that. You could be boring and gay. But you're that's that's gay boring is different than straight boring. Yeah, but I also don't appreciate the stereotype that all gay men are flamboyant and dialed up to a hundred all the time. I don't think well, that's fair. I don't think it's fair that they have to be interesting and entertaining yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly. I think that puts But, it like, Thank gay you. boring is different than straight boring. Oh, you know I, mean? I mean, just look at the difference between gay talk and straight talk. It's <laughs> night and day. TikTok. I didn't, I didn't know what you were talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to be um, on straight I'm, TikTok. I'm not on straight TikTok talk to be honest I, every now and then one will either. pop up and i'm like what the fuck is this yeah it's um, um not where i want to be but it i didn't understand what the point of having that student there was it was like check off student but it never paid off i yeah was I it to thought, show that he's attractive i don't know because we know bridges. that we don't yeah we don't need we know that validation. we've seen we we can look at jeff bridges and recognize like oh yeah oh yeah 
Um, oh, yeah. I, um, I honestly, like, because, you know, you and I each play that game with ourselves when we're watching a movie. We try and predict what's going to happen. And I yeah. honestly thought that something was going to happen where he and his student hook up and she walks in on them hooking up. But that never happened. I thought something might, but then it, I noticed that, like, the movie was really focusing on Babs and she was giving herself these monologues. And... I thought, oh, I guess we're never going to see that student do anything. Right, which is like, um, why was she even there? Yeah, Yeah. Babs and Bridges get married, and uh, I... Also, I couldn't figure out how old anyone is supposed to be. They said over 35. Yeah, I think there's... Over 35, which is like, okay, that tells me nothing. Mid-30s, early 40s is what I assumed. They both were pushing 50, if not in their 50s. I think Barbara was in her 50s at this point. And then, because I looked it up. Bridges was, like, about to turn 50, and Babs was in her 50s. Yeah. And looks great, frankly. Yeah. Very and, beautiful. And they, they really frump her up, but, like, they kind of don't. Like, there's well, because she's in charge. Yeah, well, it's... Babs is running the show. Well, this is another <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about, too. And this is what's coming yeah. up in the scene we're going to talk about. Because mm-hmm. they get married, they move in together in his apartment, they sleep in separate beds, like Ricky Ricardo, Lucille Ball style, and mm-hmm. um, they're they're essentially best friends, and they have this really intimate, kind of beautiful, emotional connection. And it's really sweet, and like earlier in the movie, she mentions that it would be really lovely, like to have someone love you. Like for her, love would be someone who really knows her. Yeah, who and gets and you they and get knows that. you, and he they does. And he, th- there's a scene where she sees that he does un- like know her and get her and uh, appreciate her in that way. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. But yeah, and you're right. Also, so- she eats an orange peel at one point. I'm sorry. This really, I wrote it down because it really upset me because they're talking about I didn't something. Even notice that. And she's eating slices of orange, like just a slice of orange, and she eats part of the peel. And I thought, what is this? <laughs> What what are you doing? Yeah, it's That's the one part. Yeah. She's like eating it from the side and I thought, what the f- what is happening right I, now? Like even when you juice an orange, you take off the peel. I'm so upset. This is this is like in Fatal Attraction when he was eating that peel. No. <laughs> oh my god. That was That's effe- uh, quite frankly effective. That was That was rude. Anyway, it was so disrespectful they're, of Michael Douglas they're in to this my like, culture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so basically there, she's falling more and more in love with him. And when they kiss, she has this, you know, uh, comment she makes in one of her lectures that like, we're led to believe that like, when you're in love, you have this moment where like, you hear the music, right? And for some reason they've chosen Puccini opera. Mm -hmm. Um, and when they kiss, she hears the music and then she just falls deeper and deeper in love with him. And the more in love with him she falls, the more she wants him physically. And yeah, so she, she and finally... And he did say at one point when he proposed to her, like, I, I don't want sex to be a thing, but if, you, if that is something you need, I, I'm okay to, you know, oblige if you give me enough warning, is how he says it. Yeah. And so and she I, finally I is just <laughs> like, I would like to have sex with you tomorrow. Is that enough notice? Yeah, no, she says tonight. Is tonight enough of a warning? And he's like, uh, uh, like, because, like, also before, a little earlier before that scene, he says to her, like, is there anything I can do for you? And she kind of gives him a look. And I was like, truly, it's like, no, I'll tell you what you can do. You could ride it like you stole it, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) come on. Truly, though. Um, truly. But yeah, anyway, so, Melanie, how did you feel about the scene where they almost do sex on each other? Um, I, uh, this part of the movie, I was really rooting for them. Rooting into It before. really upset me because neither was being honest about how they felt or what they wanted. Well, I and think she was more honest than he was because she was like, hey, I want this from you. And but but she also made it seem as though this wasn't as important to her yeah, in the beginning. Fully, fully, you're right. And he also wasn't being honest about what was upsetting him. 
Yeah. Because he freaks out because he's so attracted to her. And he kind of is like, don't, you're trying to manipulate me. He, he makes her feel as though she is unattractive. And, and he, is but the asking is, something of her that's yeah. so awful. I, I mean, I think yeah. it, the impression that I got from it was that um, he, like, they, he was clearly so in love with her. And oh. you could tell that he was, like, physically very, very attracted to her. Because yeah. he was in love with her, um, and but also because she's like a babe. I, he yeah, says first of all, Barbara Streisand's like, a babe, full like, on. And babe. also later in the movie, he's like, it wasn't important to me, but I, I also like, I cared about her a lot because I loved her, but also I was attracted to her. I liked her face. I liked her body. I liked her, all that. He, right, which but he says to his friend, but doesn't stay to Barbara. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. This scene, um wasn't great for me um because it was it was something it uh, i don't know if anyone listening to this has experienced this in like a situationship or something like that because your girl has but it's it's being so emotionally connected with someone and not having the physical part of it be central to that relationship and then as soon as that's on the table the other person freaks out and it's not because they're not attracted to you because they are because they wouldn't be trying to do it with you if they weren't attracted to you um but the fact that he stops himself and then blames her and puts it on her you're trying to trick me this is your fault which it's Mm -hmm. not you just need therapy um the fact that he specifically makes her feel unattractive and Mm -hmm. her character has been fat-coated this whole movie. and They put her in a lot of big brown sweaters. Yeah, a lot. And for, honestly, it's like very mid-90s oversized style, and she looks really good. I, honestly, and it doesn't matter. every outfit. She was always wearing like a beret yeah. and a pea coat, and I'm like, okay, she looks great. Yeah, but they like, have... Th- they were told that she is fat because other people are like, oh, watch what you're eating, and like, yeah, we're, well, she's, she's eating snowballs? Being, yeah, she's coded as being fat and ugly, because she doesn't wear makeup and she doesn't she dresses like kind of frumpy except i didn't find it to be frumpy but i thought honestly she looks great she looks great you know sneaking food because she has a snowball in her armoire that she just like eats from time to time because her she lives with her mom and her mom's gonna say something mean to her if she's eating it and she there's a whole scene where she's having dinner with her mom who's played by lauren bacall and her mom is like giving her crap for eating the perfect bite of food. Um, and Jeff Bridges also makes a comment when they're seeing each other before they get married where he's like, oh, I, I like that you eat. I like that you like to eat. Which is yeah. always a weird thing to hear from someone that you're on a date with. Yeah. From it, experience. I didn't, love, I didn't um, love this weird, like, it felt kind of like second wave like she's cool because she doesn't wear makeup and she likes to eat and it's like it's this weird she's part not of like, like oh, other yeah. girls other girls Thank care about you. their figure and they only eat salad but she only eats salad because she loves salad dressing yeah thank you <laughs> it's that it's like i'm I, i'm over this i'm very over it. like that's it's very it's very it's just proto, as gross she's to me not other she's it's very she's yeah and not she's like not like other girls, girls. she's not like Which other is girls a problematic it's how can we still yeah. this is how can we still blame women for this bullshit right <laughs> kind of vibe right and, and so uh, the problem that yeah. i had with this was that she is it she's shamed by him and his inability to cope with his feelings she's Mm -hmm. shamed into thinking that the person that she loves doesn't think she's attractive and doesn't Mm -hmm. want her which is not a fun place to be uh, emotionally especially if you love that person and you find them physically attractive and you want them and so you know what 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 happens next basically is he's going on a book tour in mm-hmm. Europe, and so he mm-hmm. leaves, and she takes that summer and gets hot, basically, and has a glow up. And I really she looks like Barbara. She turns into she, regular Barbara. Right. Stressing. And what I didn't understand about this was whether she was doing it to spite him, so that she could confront him when he got back, or whether she was doing it for herself. 
that was also unclear. Like, because sometimes it felt like she was doing it for herself because she's not returning his calls. And right before this happens, she has a talk with her mom, played by Lauren Bacall. And Lauren Bacall was nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. She did a really good job. I think Lauren uh, and she was great. really good. She's great. And Lauren Bacall, I think her job in the movie is like a, she gives women makeovers or whatever. Yeah, she like works at a makeup counter or something. Yeah. And oh, here's what was wild. At one point she's like, oh, this woman came in, blue eyeshadow, blue eyeshadow, bleached blonde hair, uh, some other thing. And I was like, bitch, you were wearing blue eyeshadow and you bleached your hair blonde. Like, this is you. Stop talking about her like she fucked up. Also, that's a Frankly, a cool look. So, fuck you. But sorry, I'm being rude. But it was—it was just—it was like it was—it would be as if I was like, oh, this woman walked in, super tall, <laughs> shaved her head, <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay. Um, uh, but what? There's this scene because a big thing is this idea that Barbara doesn't feel beautiful. She has always felt that she is not the pretty one. She, her mo- she feels her mother doesn't think she's pretty. She doesn't feel pretty. And Lauren Bacall shows her this photo of this little girl. And um, she's like, oh, yeah, I know. Claire was the pretty one. Claire being Mimi Rogers. And Lauren Bacall's like, no, this pretty little girl is you. And your father adored you and always thought you were so pretty. And it was kind of the message of the scene, I think, is you are pretty. Like, I I made you feel not pretty, and that was wrong, because you are, and you're of value. And I think that was supposed to be the message of the scene, and that was None something that I was kind clear. of liked about it. Yeah. But it wasn't really clear, because then she starts, um, like, working out and a bunch, and she gets her hair done. And, and um, gets a makeover and starts and dressing different and like yeah. wears things with cleavage. And like she even, yeah. there's even a scene where she's like back to teaching and all of her students are like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, yes, yeah. I have breasts. Get over it. Which that, is funny, but also like inappropriate. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I I was like, okay. I would I never know, say but... that to a room full of no. students. Even if they're I, all adults. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't care for that. I also didn't love, it was also very funny to see these, like, 90s as, like, Columbia students being like, whoa, have you seen Barbara Strat like, really, like, horny? Have you seen the professor? She's a hottie. (laughs) Eli Roth wanting to fuck Barbara Streisand is very funny to me. Honestly, I kind of wish we had more of him. Because he's a jerk. I kind of wish we had more of him. I'm okay with the amount we had, because I don't care for him as a presence in film. Um, I've got some he mixed was, fe- We can circle back. I've got some mixed feelings about Eli Roth. He's fine in Inglorious Bastards, but it's more just because I like that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's... The movies that he has written and directed, I don't care for, and I don't mm-hmm. care for the way women are portrayed in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also pretty instrumental in the horror community of getting smaller projects that are better to women made like Isn't that it's, weird it's a very strange dichotomy with him because like like you watch any eli roth movie and you're like oh babe what girl turned you down and hurt you like oh boy i watched knock knock have you seen that one no and i i don't need to quite frankly <laughs> with kiki nunes yeah i I'm talking more like Green Inferno, um, <laughs> Cabin Fever, Hostel, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, a staple in horror. This a staple in horror is violence against women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the final girl is a trope for a reason. But I think Eli Roth is much better as a producer than as a director. And I don't know why, but he just has this really incredible eye for picking out projects and producing them that projects that should be made that are actually really well made and scary and um, not entirely problematic. Uh, Whereas the ones that he does for himself that are his own projects are just incredibly misogynistic. Yeah. Did you see Hemlock Grove? No. That shit was a mess. I don't doubt um, it. It was a mess. Uh, definitely misogynistic. Um, 
it's one of those where it's like, oh, was this, did this go forward? It, it feels a little bit like it went forward almost entirely because of Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> Makes sense. And isn't is Fonte Jensen in that? Yes. She, she plays his mom. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need to get into it. Um, <laughs> but if honestly, anyway. I, I think, like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted... I wanted something to happen in the film that made someone feel good about themselves. Yeah. Okay. Something that I wrote down that I noticed was that over and over, both she and um, Bridges say to each other, talk to me. That's a recurring theme in the movie. Like, talk to me. Talk to me. But they aren't talking to each other. They're not telling each other what they need to hear or what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, when she sees... She has dinner with Jeff Bridges when he comes back, and he's kind of mad at her that she's hot. Um, yeah, well, he's he gets back from Europe, and he's like, all stanced up because he's been calling and calling and calling, and she's not answering any of his calls. And he gets back, and she's like, she's clearly doing this to push his buttons as well. Because she's angry with him. Also and I think she deserves, to doing be, she deserves to a, be like, angry with him. I, I do love Live for Barbara doing a shot of her own body. Like a slow rising shot of her own body. Little Good black her, dress. She fully was like, excuse Ooh. me, I'm going to show you what. Ooh. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how I hooked James Brolin. <laughs> like, she's really. Oh, she's really. She was really vibing. Um, yeah. And he's. He is angry her. at her that she's a, a hottie vibin'. boombalati now. When really <laughs> she's been a hottie boombalati the whole time. She's been hottie the whole time. He's like mad at her. He's like, "How dare you wear makeup? I can't believe you're wearing makeup. This yeah, is not the woman I married." Yeah, and she's he's like, like "This okay, isn't well, you. Bye. This isn't you." And she's like, basically, the subtext of what she's saying is, "Well, you didn't find me attractive before, and now I am objectively more attractive. So I'm gonna go live my life. Peace out, asshole." Yeah. Uh, so like, I I'm gonna dress how I want to dress. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, and this the whole point this. of this dinner was for her to basically give him the big f you and then leave. Yeah, which and she then, does. Yeah, and uh, Mimi Rogers has been having problems with her marriage with Pierce Brosnan, like from the jump, because yeah, she it's doesn't. Yeah, not a good marriage. And the thing is, it's this is another instance of people being like, "Talk to me," and they not they're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. No one's being honest with each other about what they want. Because something she said is, she's like, "He's always around," and I also feel like like she also doesn't feel sexually connected to him and something she says is um i wake up from one of my lesbian orgy dreams and he's just staring at me and i'm like hold on back up babe we're gonna can we go back to what you just said did you say you you were having lesbian orgy dreams Hun, because i feel like we need to examine that and why because i feel like maybe that's I feel like maybe you need to mention this to your husband that, that this is an element that maybe you would like in your life. Yeah, yeah. And also, but uh, I, I did enjoy that like Mimi Rogers' whole thing was she's like a very um, sexually open woman. Yeah. But I don't love that it's... I couldn't tell if they were trying to make it seem like she's a villain for that. It was unclear how we were supposed to feel about Mimi Rogers because I kind of loved Mimi Rogers. I agree with you and I think a further level that makes it confusing Mm -hmm. about how we as an audience should feel about her is the whole relationship or love triangle between Mimi Rogers, Barbara Streisand, and Pierce Brosnan because at the beginning, at their wedding, where Barbara Streisand is a bridesmaid, Brosnan Mm -hmm comes up to her and is drunk and like starts to put the moves on her and she's like don't do that don't do that here like this is your wedding and Mimi Mimi is out making out with people at the wedding yeah she's part of the thing is 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 he's like have you seen my wife and um Barbara is like oh I'll go find her and when Barbara finds me like when mama when Mommy? Mommy? Sorry. Sorry. Mommy? Sorry. <laughs> mommy? Sorry. Mommy? Sorry. <laughs> when Barbara goes to find, like when she does find Mimi Rogers, she has a blanket wrapped around her? Where did she get a blanket? 
ma'am. Also, yeah, where you're on you a wedding a reception. Where did you get a quilt? Where Where did you get a big old quilt at this re- wedding reception? Bring I, a sweater. We, what's going on? Also, I, whatever. It just—it's another she, element that adds to her being coded as like a frumpster who doesn't care about the way she looks. Yeah, I. And I the really messaging can't. here is also yeah. that. If you don't care about the way you look, you're fat and ugly. Which is like, huh? which is very much. But not it, but true. it also, but it also wants to like celebrate her for not. It is, but it also has the not like other girls element to it. This of movie like, doesn't know what it. It doesn't know I, how it wants to treat its women. I it it like wanted Babs had to be the hero the whole time, but it also was unclear. Like it almost got in the way, whereas because you couldn't like figure out what the message was Mm -hmm. barbara always had to kind of be the superior one so she's smarter than jeff bridges she's clearer than she's always making like kind of snide comments about people she's uh, the only one who seems to be aware of what everyone else is feeling she's always helping other people she's always taking care of him yeah and and then it's sort of shown like okay that's good but then when she is um like hottie bumbaladi barbara like that's also celebrated so it's like it's unclear like are we supposed to to be honest for the first like hour of the movie i didn't really fully get that barbara was supposed to be unattractive me neither it fully i didn't get that so when he was like she's not attractive i was like yeah what yeah (laughs) what yeah barbara streisand excuse me what are you what are you saying right now um, it's crazy person talk. I mean, I could. I mean, she's so beautiful. It was. It was just unclear. Anyway, Jeff just has a breakdown, and oh, wait, he goes to his friend. But before oh wait, this, no. But sorry, she, but Mimi Rogers this, Mimi and Pierce Ron, Brosnan break, break up, up because yeah, she he caught her having sex with her masseuse, and Which why does she have knew. a masseuse? What is her job? Because they're yuppies in New York City, Allie, in the 90s. Anyway, so he goes to Barbara, and Barbara comforts him. And he starts talking about, like, oh, I guess I always liked you. This part I did kind of like, but it maybe I liked it because it was the most classic, like, rom-com scene, or it was the most clear about what the story was in the scene. Um or it was the one where I was the most like rooting for her probably the most is when they're like kissing and he's like I guess I always liked you and she's like whoa, whoa, whoa what, do, what do you mean like did you like me then and then you didn't like me and you like me now or do you like me now like what do you mean by that and he's like oh well you didn't like he basically has to admit that he's like oh I didn't find you attractive but now you're attractive so I guess I love you now and yeah. she's like, oh, uh, I'm out. I, <laughs> no, thank the you. The second he called her up, I was not on board because this is this has happened to me before because oh, I am. Oh, no. What? Yeah, yeah. It's happened to me before where like at times in my life where I've been thinner and considered by some to be more attractive because of that. There have been men who've been like, oh, well. I wasn't attracted to you before because you were just, like, disgusting and fat and ugly and the worst. But I really liked your personality, but it didn't justify it for me because you weren't hot. And now I find you hot. And I, that, I, the second he called her, I was like, absolutely not. Nope. He only likes her now because she's conventionally attractive because she lost weight and she puts effort into her appearance in the way that is considered to be conventionally attractive and also because the other girl that he was with is gone now. Yeah, because it's, it's he's not alone. even because of Barbara. It's because the other woman is not there. He found a fault with this other attractive woman, mm-hmm. and so he went to a different attractive woman. She's it's his not even really about her. Prize, basically. Yeah, and that's um, that's not how you treat another human being. No. Um, and but um, I did really like I when they started making out. I got I was like, is this is is my queen is queen streisand about to do this and then she was like no, oh i knew I she wasn't go. i knew she wasn't i doubted um, for a second i doubted it for a second i knew she wasn't but I then knew she, she left wasn't. and what i liked too is that she left and just she just goes home yeah just lives her life goes home um She's but like, then great. jeff bridges has a breakdown because he realizes that he's in love with her 
Mm-hmm. And then we get the great room, the great romantic gesture. Yeah, which is he goes outside. He's outside her apartment building. He tries to get in. They won't let him in. And he's just screaming her name out in the street. And so she walks down and he is like, I'm very sorry. I I think he says, I am in love with you. Although he does say, I, I know why he doesn't say it because he just said it in the scene before. But I kind of wanted him to say what he said to his friend, which is like, I, I did love her, and I, like she wasn't attractive, but I found her attractive. It was like, he he really enforced to his friend that from the beginning he liked her. Mm-hmm. For um, but he something I do appreciate was that he in the scene to her he does say like, I I'm sorry I made you feel unattractive, but the because I actually like the reason why I pushed you away is because I wanted you so much. Which um, is a uh, red flag. That's um, a red flag, bitch. But also, Don't, I mean, no. that happens a lot in terms of the uh, the attractiveness element of that. Because part of falling in love with someone and have chemistry, have and having chemistry. Part of falling in love and have chemistry is that fall, you do sick. Part of falling, part of falling in, love in love and having <laughs> chemistry with someone <laughs> is mean that you find them to be attractive. Because you like them as person. Verstehst? Like them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is so... You are great at that. Thank bit. you. It's just an impression of my grandma. Um, but, like, that's that's a very real thing about falling in love. Like, if you're in love with someone, if you have chemistry with someone, that instantly makes them more attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't and, matter um, what they physically look like. If you vibe with them you're going to be attracted to them. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Some you got, Two people could have similar features and you not be attracted to one and like the other. Like, it, 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 um, it, what is happening to me? Why do I sound like Porky Pig? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. I'm just know. like, dip, 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 dip. Dip, 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 dip. Um... <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I was just trying to say yeah. I was just trying to validate what you said, and I'm just like, <laughs> like okay, okay, babe. You're doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, um but yeah, but yeah, so- they get they kiss, and then they hear Puccini because someone in the one of the apartments above saw them confessing their love and started playing Puccini on his record player with the window open but they don't know that they're just like oh i guess we do hear music um when we kiss each other which is like okay yeah. and uh that's and that's the end and then the credits is just them like making out which um good yeah. for you i mean guys. listen when i saw this scene i thought to myself and that's why you live in a building with a doorman the seriously that is a good, but yeah i would love to live in a building with a doorman no one would get past that motherfucker. No. I wouldn't want to be a door person. Oh, no. No. That seems like I don't. Well, also, I wouldn't be hired. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I feel like being, yeah, being a door, being in that job sounds like a double-edged sword. Because, like, you'll be, you'll have, a lot of people are very close to their doormen and their door, I guess, door people. It sounds weird saying door people. It sounds like they're like a hidden race of people. Door people got no reason. <laughs> door people got no reason. <laughs> Seriously, it sounds like, like, but door, oh, it's tip- have it's, you heard it's the typically... legend of the door people? They come the out at people. night and they won't let right. anyone into your house. And it is typically men. It's like, exclu- it's, it is like a doorman. It is exclusively like a, a man like hey mr so-and-so i mean listen i one of my friends lived in a building with a doorman in the city and he was a delight so you know it has benefits especially yeah. security wise like if i had if i were barbara streisand and someone were trying to run up to my apartment and bother me in the wee hours of the morning hell no yeah get out no no, no. you're not getting make in. an appointment yeah Hello? Yeah. Melanie, did you find this movie romantic? No. I don't think I, I didn't either. Mm. I didn't. I, I also I, didn't I, think it was very sexy. 
No, there was a brief moment in the scene where they were uh, gonna have sex where I was like, okay, babs, all right, good for you, all right, girl, good for you, honey. Uh, but it wasn't like, ooh, it, it didn't incentivize me to like be like, hmm, I wonder if I should text someone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I guess this isn't like really, there's not really a fuck, marry, kill for this. Um, um well, I have one. Let's, let's do. Go. Do it. Lauren Bacall, Mimi Rogers, Babs. Oh, it's specifically in this movie? Yeah, specifically as their characters in this movie. Oh. Um, I would be Barbara's friend, but, like, I don't... I think I'd be worried she'd be making fun of me the whole time. Whereas Lauren Bacall and uh, Mimi Rogers straight up do it to my face. Although, I full disclosure, I don't think I could do anything sexual with any of these women because they remind me a lot of women I've known in my life who speak to me in a similar manner mm. and also weirdly sexualize me, so I'm good. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Those types of women are the same ones in my life who are like, I, I'm fascinated by them, but I'm also, they um, kind of insult me and tell me, like, they give me a list of things of ways that I am almost attractive, but then when I do anything that, like they're also the ones who talk about my boobs the most or how good it is that I'm pff, I look thin right now you know what I mean Ugh. like thank god it's I've, I've gotten a lot of thank god you're thin because you are so tall Ew. they'll be like oh it's great that you're tall and you're thin like they kind of harp on the thing of like it's great that you're tall because you're thin you know I've gotten that a lot huh that mm-hmm. sucks I'm yeah, sorry. it's really just a way to say like, you're, it's okay that you're taking up space in this way, because if you took up more, that would be a problem. Mm. Very chill, very chill. Um, very chill. How about you? Would would you with it? How how do you feel about that grouping? Um, I would. Probably kill Lauren Bacall because she's mean. We don't very mean. We don't tolerate Love her. body shaming in this house. No. Love Lauren Bacall, but this movie very mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I would probably fuck Mimi Rogers because she seems like yeah. she knows what's going on. And oh, I she would does. let's be in orgy dreams every night apparently. Yeah, um, and I would marry Babs. Yeah. Did you I know that she cloned her dog? Yes. Yes, I did. Also, there's the, she has the, it's called the Barbara Streisand effect is named after her. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So someone, a paparazzo got photos of her house and she worked really hard and kept suing them to be like, no, no photos of my house. But because she drew a lot of attention to it, that made people want to see and spread images of her house even more. So the Barbara Streisand effect is when you try really hard to hide something. No one talk about this thing. No one look at any pictures of this. And then everyone, that's all anyone can share pictures of or talk about. That's the Barbara Streisand effect. That's so, so funny. She tried, yeah, she tried very hard to make sure no one saw any photos of her house. Now you can find a photo of her house so easily. That's so funny. That reminds me of a rhetorical device called litotes, where you oh. you bring up the thing you don't want to talk about by mm-hmm. saying you're not going to talk about it, and then you move on to the next thing. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly that. that. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. But she did clone her dog, which is like... Um, which is like, also, ma'am? first of all, and she even said, I one of my uh, classmates and I were talking about this before class earlier today. <laughs> Shout out, Lauren. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And apparently Barbara Streisand has said like, oh, it's got a completely different personality than yeah. my <laughs> my dog, which is like, okay, then why didn't you just get uh, a puppy from the same breed? Why did you have to spend 50 grand cloning your dog? <laughs> it's not yeah. even the same dog because even though you have identical genetics, personality and other factors come into play. It's basic science yeah. fiction, Babs. Yeah, Babs. Come on, Babs. <sighs> Ugh. Exhausting. Memories like the corners of my mind. We should watch The Way We Were. 
we should I watch the way you were. I haven't seen it, but I'll listen to that song all the goddamn time. We haven't oh, done like, any oof. classic romance movies. We should do. No. We should do some older ones for sure. Maybe the way we were. Maybe we should get into some Robert Redford bullshit. Oh no. Well, he really only did like. He hasn't done a lot. I don't know what. I was about to be like, he hasn't done a lot of romance, but I feel like he's done a few because you know he. I couldn't he looks tell like you. That. I don't know. I I think the only movie I've ever seen Robert Redford in is The Horse Whisperer. What? Yeah. You haven't seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? No, I have not. Oh. I'm not okay. really a Western person. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a good one. It's William Goldman wrote the screenplay. I know it's good. Like it's one of the mm-hmm. best movies ever made. Um, and their chemistry is great. It's also like two of it's two actors who have really great chemistry, and it's also like two of the most handsome men wearing cowboy outfits. <laughs> I mean, but it's also like it's it's I mostly the based appeal, on though. their yeah. chemistry. It's their chemistry. It's not just oh hot people in movie. It's like a legitimately interesting story and well shot and uh, great like. I think it's 1969, so it's not quite 70s, but it's like leaning into. Anyway, it's I. That's a good movie. I should I should watch that movie again. Anyway, wish we we're probably gonna watch at some point in the future a different Barbara movie, where people are nicer to Barbara. I sure hope so, cause I I gotta tell you, I would not recommend mm-hmm. this movie. I did not enjoy it. I would not. I no. thought it, I don't want to watch I this thought, again. Uh, it was an hour too long. Uh, yes. I thought that nobody's motivations were clear. I wish that mm-hmm. they had narrowed down the message that they were trying to send. Um, and I didn't appreciate yes. watching uh, a beautiful person being gaslit at all. Yeah. I really didn't like I, watching that. Like to be honest, I kind of wanted just to. See, I was like, I would prefer if we got to the part where Barbara's on top quicker. Like I, I want, it was, it was, it felt like it was an, it was an hour too long. It was like, we could have cut this. Um, Honestly, what would have been a better movie? Here's, here's how I would make this movie better. Okay. Here's my rewrite. Let me pitch you my rewrite. This is a better, I I do like when we um, do this because I feel like this is constructive. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So here's my rewrite, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They do have sex on that night. And then yeah. he feels weird about it after and starts acting weird and withdrawn because he has to reconcile then this whole idea that he's built up where like, oh, this is my non-sex companion that I'm married to whom I love, but I've convinced myself that I'm not attracted to, but then has very passionate night of doing it with her when they do sex on each other. Um, mm-hmm. And then I want that student to come back and I want him to be challenged by her coming on to him. And I want that to be a point of contention and force him to reckon with this idea that he's only with Barbara Streisand because he's not attracted to her. And I wanted that situation to make him grow and admit his feelings. Oh, I see. I don't think I wanted to see him with a younger student because just because I'm not into that i like i i'm tired of that story but i i do agree with you like i think it would be more interesting and not more interesting but it probably move faster if they did actually like have sex um yeah and he had to reckon with the fact that he has this like kind of messed up thing where he is sexually attracted to a woman he respects um yeah oh my god god forbid i also would like it to be clearer what I just the message wasn't super clear like it, there were really nice moments or more interesting moments with um, Barbara and her family like her relationship to Lauren Bacall and her relationship to her sister um, those were kind of interesting scenes and were really sad because part of you was like why is she still here why is she still with like why is she still living with her mom why is she still spending this much time with her sister um, if she's a successful college professor, um, it I, I think I wanted to see a little more of like her positive relationship with them or what is tethering her. I, 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 I think I want maybe wanted that explored a little more. Um, 
Yeah. It also wasn't very funny. No. Also, and you know who I wish we had more so of boring. was her professor friend. Because <gasps> yes! she's, she's actually, like, a bigger woman who yeah. is living her life, doing her thing, going on dates. And there's a moment when she's like, wow, like, you've really changed. This is so unlike you. Like, where's – what are you doing? And Barbara kind of snaps out of it, and she's like, you know what? I want a hamburger instead of this yeah. stupid salad. I hate salad. Well, something – what, uh, something I thought that was really sweet but like kind of heartbreaking about that scene is her friends kind of being a little more short with her and um, her friend said sorry I thought we'd both be in the same place I thought it was kind of you and me together mm-hmm. in this and Barbara says I know I know and like I did think that was I actually didn't hate that scene just because it wasn't Barbara being like, fuck you. It was them having compassion for each other. I think I also liked it because it was two people saying how they actually felt. And we hadn't had that for an hour and a half in this fucking movie. Yeah, Um, I would have liked to see more of that. Yeah, I would have liked to see people actually talking to each other because that was like... But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like also, maybe, like, it's, maybe, it's, maybe Rogers is confessing all this stuff to her sister. And that's interesting. And that's juicy. And wh- the second Mimi Rogers... We, we don't see Mimi Rogers after um, Pierce Brosnan shows up and is like, I was cheated on by Mimi Rogers. She just disappears. Yeah. The rest of the movie. And I'm like, I think it would be more interesting to see Barbara have to like go to her sister and or comfort her sister. Or have to reckon with her like she immediately kind of abandons her sister for her sister's husband yeah which is a douche move yeah let's get it that was weird ovaries before broveries man i I wanted to see i think i my fix would i i want to see a little more of the relationships with her and her family and i because i thought that was a more successful element of the movie mm-hmm. in showing, I don't know, character or some kind yeah. of why Barbara's character is the way she is. I agree with you. And I think that if we had uh, either balanced or focused more on the relationships that had more to unpack, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have felt like the movie was that long and we wouldn't have focused on a relationship that didn't do anything for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Ugh. Also, but, uh, for the record, I, I just want you to know, what? if you ever fell in love with someone and you were entering into a marriage where they didn't want sex from you and you wanted sex from them, I would I would ask you about it. No one in this oh. movie asks her about it. They're just like, oh, no you're one, getting married? Finally, you idiot. The only one who says anything is her mom, who's like, okay. Like, Lauren Bacall is kind of like, excuse me, what's what's going on? And Barbara's like, well, he likes me and he wants to marry me. And B- Lauren Bacall's like, all right. My yeah. favorite time of day is night. <laughs> <laughs> you think coffee and nighttime don't mix? They do for time point. It's decaffeinated. And it's got deep brood flavor. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Lauren Bacall God. impression. Um, Ugh. But yeah, why? I, I, I don't thank you think for, you should go thank see you this. For you should not see know. this. I don't think you should see this movie. And Melanie, I would probably do the same for you. I would. You my question, I think, would be: friends. Does he knows that? Like, are you on the same page about what you want in this marriage? Also, I would. I wouldn't marry someone if we weren't on the same page about what the marriage was going to be and what what the sexual situation was. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense uh, because that's what anyone who's entering into a marriage contract should do. You should talk about that stuff with your partner first. Yeah, and, that should and be. And see what limitations are ones you're willing to put up with for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, yeah. But anyway, we didn't like this. If, if I did wait, not Melanie, like this. No, would you? I give it negative five <laughs> fart noises out of ten. I would I would give it um I would give it I wish we watched Fabulous Baker Boys instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is kind of a romance. That's the one with um this is a it's a different Jeff Bridges. Oh, movie. okay. That's the one with Michelle Pfeiffer. Ah, uh, yes. 
and I think they do sex on each other. Oh. So. Um. All right. Well, we we should <laughs> cut this. Uh, on this note, we should probably end because I'm just gonna go into my Coach Steve impression, and nobody wants that. No. Um. But do you want to hear me do an impression? No, 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 no. <laughs> we can't. We already heard me do a terrible Lauren Bacall. We've maxed out on impressions for tonight. Maybe next. That's time. what the people come for. They say, <laughs> listen, if I don't hear one of these sluts do an impression. Wait, and I did a Jeff Bridges. Oh my God, I'm disgusting. <laughs> what is wrong with me? me? I'm disgusting. Uh, anyway, we don't recommend this movie. No, Watch absolutely Watch a different not. Barbara. Listen to Enough Is Enough on repeat instead of this watching this movie. Yeah, fully. Don't even waste. No your more time. tears. You'll never get it's that time no back. Tears. Don't. Sorry. Don't even bother. We watched it for you. Don't do it. Go live your life. Um, don't do it girl but if you did watch it and you want to yell at it with us you can mm-hmm. find us on social media twitter and instagram we're at hell no cast our website is hellnocast.com and we drop new episodes every friday on apple Podcasts, spotify and google podcasts and if you like what you heard we would really appreciate a five-star review and a like mm-hmm. um because yeah. that helps us get more listens and get more subscribed and um it would mean a lot to us if you did that so if you would that would be great thank you that would be lovely um but this has been you had me at hell no i've been ellie and i have been mel love you bye 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 you had me at hell no was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets roscoe and benny Allie and I would like to say congratulations to Tiffer on the birth of his daughter, as well as a big thank you to Lucille Petty and Bella Vanek for writing our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille.